The Pinball Network is online. Launching Top 3 with Orby. Welcome back to Top 3 with Orby. I'm your host, and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about three weird ways to nudge better. That's right. A lot of us have a little extra time right now with the pandemic. We've all been staying home a little more than we would have before. We're not getting out to play as much on location and barcade pinball. But what we do have time and energy for, more so than perhaps ever before, is pinball. And what that means is a lot of us are kind of stuck with the machines we have right now. Many of us uh, are in a holding pattern. A lot less people are selling and purchasing machines, especially on the used market, at least for now. Some of us for financial reasons, other people because they're just not sure with their job where that will go in the future. Primarily, a lot of us, like in my case, I'm not putting my machines up for sale because I can't travel to the other two provinces here uh, on the East Coast that might want to purchase my machines or that where I might want to purchase machines from. So I'm going to have to make do with the machines that I have right now. And if you're stuck in a scenario like me, what better time than to work on your nudging skills? Because you probably know the rule sets of all the machines you own. And most likely you're looking to still continue to get better at pinball without necessarily going out to an arcade quite yet. Now, if you are one of the like top 100, probably even top 500, even maybe top 1,000 pinball players on the planet, you might not get tons from this whole weird, strange ways to nudge. And I, I have before done at least two whole podcasts designated just to how to nudge better. Uh, and those were done over at the Pinball Nerds podcast. You can uh, always listen to me over there. But today I wanted to talk about strange things that you may not have thought of to help you nudge better. So let's take a look at those. Number one is simply setting up a camera inside of or just outside of your coin box door if you can't quite get the camera to fit inside with the door closed if you don't have like a any type of wi-fi set up to a camera which you might not but a lot of people have just you know a cell phone camera that they could set up on maybe a small you could really set it up on anything it could be a milk crate it could be anything you don't want the, the thing to fall over and break but you know we're only talking about being two feet up and what you would do they actually did this a long time ago in a, a pinball tournament they had a tilt bob cam and then they realized everybody was watching on their cameras until the tilt bob stopped before they started their game and it also gave you more information on the player so they stop doing that but somewhere sometime it was set up it's one thing to record it and watch it later that's fine but the way that will actually help teach you the weird way it will teach you and this is something I did uh, before I even started streaming was just set up a camera then ha have it going to some type of other monitor or laptop or television or other cell phone that you can watch that you can see in live time and see how your nudging is affecting the tilt bob um, because it's one thing to get really good at slap saves, but it's another thing to get really good at doing slap saves on a pinball machine with a very tight tilt bob, like A-Division Finals at Pinburg or Indus or uh, the World Championships, any of these big tournaments, uh, you're going to have very, very, very tight machines so people can't get away with too much. Uh, so people don't play for nine hours, right? That is by far the simplest thing to do. Now, if you don't have a camera or any way to set up a monitor, or you're uncomfortable doing that, what you can do is the poor man's version of it. You just take a bobblehead. Pretty much everyone has a bobblehead. 
get your most sensitive bobblehead that you could just tap the lightest and you'd see the most reaction from and put that as your topper. That's your new topper, okay? Don't make it do any damage up there, but if you already have a topper, either move it over, take it off, or just figure out a way to get the bobblehead on the machine somewhere so you can see how the machine reacts and see how the tilt bobber works. Use the bobblehead, and if you don't have a bobblehead and you don't have a camera, then just go get a water bottle and fill it like, you know, an inch or two full so that you can watch the water line and just see what it's doing. All of those three ways all accomplish the same thing, but it will teach you more about what the tilt bobber's doing and uh, how your nudging is affecting it. Because the last thing you want, the whole point of nudging is to keep the ball going longer and to get a higher score and to do better. And of course, if you're constantly tilting, then it's making your score worse. So we don't want to do something to our game that makes it worse. Of course, as you first get really into nudging, it is going to get a little worse before it gets better. That's natural. That happens in everything. But let's get on to number two. Number two is over nudging. Yeah, I want you to be an annoyingly over nudger. Maybe don't do this when you're in the middle of a live stream, if you're a, you know, a live streamer on TV. Maybe don't do this because uh, that would be annoying to your viewers and kind of to you as well. Plus make you look like an amateur. I remember for about six or seven months, I was constantly over nudging all the time and, and almost doing big moves quite a bit to see what helped and what didn't. And that will especially teach you at the very start how to slap save. When people first slap save, they don't really do it nuanced. They're almost pushing the machine over or going at it hard. And that's okay. If you don't know how to slap save, I want you to over nudge until you get your first one. And as soon as you start learning how to nudge, then you can kind of tone it back and bring it back a little bit. But you just need to, especially in the outlanes, for outlanes are going to take people probably the longest. I still mess up with the outlanes all the time. You see some of the top players in the world. They think the ball's going to need an extra nudge to bounce off the rubber on the outlane, and they give it that extra little oof, and that causes it to get an extra bounce, in fact, back to the outlane, and they realize had they not touched it, it would have stayed in the inlane. And that's going to happen from time to time. But you're also eventually going to have a much higher percentage of the time you're able to save it by making the right move. Got to nudge more. You've got to give it a little something. You have to over magnify what you're doing to be able to get back to doing it well later. And eventually you get to that point where you can do a really good high quality slap save without even getting a single danger. Uh, unless the machine is, is set up tighter than uh, the shots on Houdini or something like that, right? Like, okay, let's move on to number three. You've got to play a lot more solid states and EMs because the older the machine and think about this, the oldest pinball machines, and I'll call them that, I don't care what anyone says, the oldest pinball machines, in fact, didn't even have flippers, and it was just nudging. All you had was nudging. And if you even look at uh, the oldest pinball machine with uh, electromagnetic um, uh, or, or electronic flippers, right, uh, that would be Humpty Dumpty. And when I go to play that machine, there is a lot of nudging. Not You're not going to be forceful with an old rail wood rail pinball machine, but you've got to almost be constantly nudging to get it to go into any place it needs to go. The, the nudging actually helps more than the flipping in that case. It's just, it's something that's got to be done. And for someone like myself, why do I, why am I always talking about nudging? Uh, why am I always preaching about how, you know, how fun and important it is? Because Learning pinball knowledge will take on every single machine on, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of machines. There's only a couple hundred that are really played that often in tournaments. So you mostly only have to learn those other than maybe being at Pinburg where there's 
going to be 20 or 30 EMs you've just probably never played before. The less familiar you are with the rule set of a machine, the more important saving the ball is more often. And the older the machine, the more important typically that nudging becomes because you've got less control. Um, the main thing is there's no ramp shots. So if you have no ramp shots or, or in some cases like uh, a subway, if you don't have a subway or something like in Rick and Morty to get the ball quickly back on your flipper, being accurate is all heck is great. But if every time you're accurate and you hit it into a scoop or you hit it into a drop target bank, you're now putting it in jeopardy of it going straight down, you've got to be better at saving because you're going to be saving more often. And it is my experience that you are saving a lot more often on the older machines. You're doing quicker saves maybe. You have to be quicker at saving on a newer machine because, you know, if you're playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... The older the machine, the more important and valuable nudging is, not only because you are less likely to have played it before, so therefore you're less likely to even know the rules of some obscure 1956 Gottlieb, right? But there's not any accurate shot you can just repeatedly hit to grind your way up. You know, like a machine in the 80s or 90s or even a Stern you haven't played much, right? Like my very first time I go up to Stranger Things... I'm probably not going to be going for the Demi-Gorgon a lot, especially if I'm playing competition. I'm just going to be going for the safety of the ramps or possibly the orbits if there's a kind feed. I am Orbital Albert after all, right? Uh, so yeah, play the older machines. Give the older machines some love. So here's the top three for you again. Set up a camera. Watch that tilt bob. Uh, you can also watch the key. I know um, a lot of people have said to watch the key. That does help if you have the key for the coin door in. That will give you an idea, but a better idea would be, the best idea would be a camera. If you can't get a camera with a live monitor, then I would go for having a bobblehead. And if you can't do a bobblehead, you can do the poor man's version with the bottle of water. And if you can't get your hands on a bottle of water, where are you? What's going on? How can you get pinball and not water? That's weird. Uh, the next one is become an over nudger for a while, especially if you're not deep down the rabbit hole. Like I said, if you're one of the, if you're a really good pinball player and you've already gone through that stage where for a while you had to over nudge, fine. But a lot of people just are just, you know, I would say of the 70 so thousand people listed on IFPA, which is the International Flipper Pinball Association, for those of you who might not have checked it out, that's where all us competition nerds are all ranked on there in our, our past tournaments. And uh, to visit and look at that before, maybe you're someone who doesn't nudge a lot. Yes, a better way of getting better at nudging would be just to go watch the best pinball play players in the world and nudge. But maybe you're someone who needs hands-on. And in which case, I think these three weird... So you're going, what? Play older machines? How does that make me a better pinball player? I will say this. The thing about becoming an over-nudger as well is you'll keep getting to two dangers. And when you get... Or you'll keep tilting if it's an older machine. And when you keep getting to two dangers, you'll soon learn the difference of having to go from an over-nudger to someone who doesn't nudge at all. To be able to tell your brain at any one second, no, you're going to stop nudging like right now. Well, to be able to do that to your brain and to be able to play in that mode that you're now not nudging, that is something extremely valuable that will work on every pinball machine. And it needs to be something you can just flip like a light switch and tell yourself, nope, I'm now a non-nudger. I'm now relying on my accuracy, relying on my pinball skills. You know, you can still dead bounce and you can still do little micro nudges, which might help more so for outlanes, but you can't slap save anymore. Once you're at, you know, slap saving is 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 gone gone to the wind all right pinball nerds out there everybody on tpn thank you so much everybody thank you for coming here to listen and uh hopefully i'll be back in a couple weeks with a new episode and until next time nerd out <laughs>